Hey, hey, welcome to the Roof Strategist Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. You're listening to the number one resource for free roofing sales training. Tune in for new episodes every week right here or on YouTube to learn how to market yourself, generate leads, pitch like a pro, overcome objections, and close more sales. And whether you're a brand new salesperson, a seasoned pro, or an owner or sales manager growing your team, pay close attention because I have an offer you don't want to pass up. I'd like to give you my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. You'll get instant access to over 120 sales training videos organized by category that can take you from zero to hero in a heartbeat. Head on over to theroofstrategist.com right now to get my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. That's theroofstrategist.com. Now let's hop into today's episode. Jeffrey Marcus, welcome to the channel and the podcast. I'm so excited for our topic today, drones and the sales process. Jeffrey, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me. So quick introductions in order before we jump in. We're here to talk about drones in the sales process. It's no secret that drones have become a very common uh, thing in the industry. Technology is great, can be a shiny object, it can be very advantageous, and there are pitfalls that we're going to address today. But before we do that, Jeffrey, you know a thing or two about this business. Do you mind, just so I don't butcher it, <laughs> giving me a quick background on your sure. experience, who you've worked with in the industry, and why the folks listening today should say, hey, this guy knows his stuff. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I started in the industry back in 2002. I started as an early employee of pictometry. Uh, pictometry, that's the oblique aerial imagery that's measurable. Uh, worked in the insurance world um, in 2005, having sold that data to uh, a variety of different carriers, including Allstate, State Farm, Liberty, Mutual, again, associated with Katrina back in, in Louisiana. Um, in addition to that, uh, helped launch EagleView by selling them the data and all, all many different diagram report companies that existed at the time. Started working with um, Exactware so that they had what was called an aerial sketch product as well. So measurements were kind of like a big thing for me. And then eventually it was the catalyst for EagleView and Pictometry to merge, which is why you hear about EagleView's name instead of Pictometry's name now. Yep. Uh, later on, uh, I was uh, also had spent some time at Hover uh, as well. So I'm very familiar with the different types of roof measurement processes. And that's pretty much summarizes my last 20 years of work experience. Gotcha. And now co-founder of Certify. If you're watching and not listening to the podcast, Jeffrey's background makes it pretty hard to miss. So <laughs> um, Thank you. yeah. Thank you for, for being here. Now, um, Jeffrey reached out to, to me, you reached out to me to talk about you know drones and, and we had a preliminary conversation. And what sparked this, we said, hey, we're gonna just kind of put this on the back burner. So I was visiting with two companies down in Denver, was it this week or last? And they had their drones sitting on the table. And I asked how it was going and there were some positives and some negatives. And I'm starting to see as technology evolves, this has been a really big push for people in sales. And I get questions all the time. How is this gonna change the sales process? Does it change what a salesperson can do? So before we get into it, do you mind, Jeffrey, just kind of sharing with me some high level reasons why mm -hmm. a salesperson or an owner would say, I should have my sales team using a drone? Okay, so um, we'll talk about the process start side of it first. Um, you know, the owner's got to get involved, obviously. 
Um, we talk about uh, door knocking and how you can actually use your drones. I've, I've heard people will actually scope out a particular neighborhood using their drone. So they're actually not walking across. They're using their drone to say, if there's hail here, well, maybe there's a hail across the street. Maybe there's hail down the road, but I can do that and identify where I'm going to be knocking next. Okay. Can I pause on that one? I want to dig into this. Okay. Scouting. Is oh, there scouting. any legality issues for them flying a neighborhood to, yeah. to kind of get a feel for if there's hail in the area. I don't know enough about the FHA. Sure. Wait, FAA, not FHA. FAA, right? yeah. FAA. Yep. After lunchtime, share with me in details. Can, can they do that? Can they run the thing up and get a good scope of the area? Absolutely. Um, so what you need is what's called a part 107 license, uh, just so that you're aware. Uh, it's about $150. It takes basically watching a couple of videos that are a couple hours each. You go to a local area where they will say, is this you? And you say, yes, okay, go over that computer, take that test on a computer. A couple, year, a couple years later, you will renew. Um, doesn't cost any more. You just have to take the test again. But gotcha. it's pretty simple. And that FAA license is for all states. So there shouldn't be any state license for California or for Florida or for Texas. They all roll up into the FAA. Gotcha. FAA controls the airspace. So anything that is above the house is really the FAA's jurisdiction. It's not your local policeman's jurisdiction. It's not the homeowner's jurisdiction. Okay. They gotcha. might control the land that the drone takes off from or where the drone lands from, but when it's in the air, they don't. Okay. Um, and, that, and then in the addition to that, Part 107 license? Okay. Yeah, part 107. If they go to FAA and Part 107, they'll see it. Uh, there are videos that are available that you can watch for free. There are people that will um, train you um, on those types of videos or just go out and meet with you in person to learn how to actually fly a drone itself. Sure. So this, um, mm -hmm. this is powerful because a lot of people reach out to me. How do I find my, my sales territory? How do I scout? And oh. you, you might laugh at this, but it's really powerful technique to keep binoculars in your vehicle because this gives you a, a closer look at box vents and soft metal of a roof to say, hey, hail was here, the spotting yeah. wind damage. But we obviously run the risk of privacy. You don't want someone in their home seeing you out there, like, uh, you know, thinking you're a peeping Tom. And I, right. it, it is a, an easy tool, but yes. being able to, and I always say, you don't know what's damaged till you get up on roofs, but right. if you can, if you are licensed and legally allowed to do this, you are. scouting that area is going to help you pinpoint which homes. That's correct. You don't yeah. have to ask for permission. There were things in the past where you had to knock on the door to the left and knock on the door to the right. These were called um, exemption 333s, the 333 exemption. So you had to do those things. What's happened is that the FAA has actually opened it up a little bit. The restrictions have come off a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You can now start flying at night. You can start flying over people's heads. Um, so things that you couldn't do before. And oh. there's something called visual line of sight, where in the past you could, you had to be always there. Now there are either exemptions or the laws are changing to the point where you can actually direct the drone and you don't have to see the drone while you're there. Okay? Wow. Yeah. So that, so you could be the neighborhood over and if you lose sight of it, it's like, okay, well, you know, based on whatever rules or regulations are out there, you should be able to um, still be in, in uh, compliance with whatever regulations, are, again, are out there. Yeah, that's a very powerful way. Do you think it would be, and I, I haven't done this yet. Sure. I'm going to do some experimenting with some of my people. Yes. Um, being able to fly over, if you had any images to, to use that as, as, at the approach at the door to say, hey, mm -hmm. we were doing some drone inspections in the neighborhood and I, yes. I, I did see some, some things on your roof. Would you like to see them? Is that something that kind of, I guess, what are your thoughts on doing something like well, that? Well, I've seen people do it a couple of different ways. What they've said is they'll say, I've taken a picture, I printed out, this is your neighbor's roof. 
So it's mm. not like I'm going to go up on your roof. This is here's a yeah. picture of your neighbor's roof that I just took this morning. It does have damage. You can see the level of detail associated with it. We think that you might have been affected by the same uh, storm itself. Would you be okay with me actually going up on the roof using a drone that looks like this? And I've actually had people tell me that they've used broken drones. Like, what good is what's the use of a broken drone? Like, shoot it, right? There's no use to it. Well, you can actually use show and tell when you're doing the door knocking and saying somebody will be here with a drone that looks similar to this and they'll come up and fly over. Would you be okay with that? Beautiful. And what an easy way to adapt and be able to do that. Curiosity is a heck of a powerful motivator. And if I saw a picture of my neighbor's roof that was smoked with damage and I, so, and I saw circles on it, I was like, well, what would make mine different? Yeah. Um, beautiful. This is, this is, I, I, I didn't even expect this when we got started. So <laughs> um, use number one is scouting. This okay. is, sounds like a great, great way to, to quickly identify those areas, especially those fringe areas. Save yourself from getting up on roofs. Now, back to you. What are some other advantages or reasons that people would be using or should consider using a drone in the sales process? Okay. So um, in the sales process itself, um, let's just jump into the concepts of damage documentation, right? Mm -hmm. So once you start going up, like, why are you using your drone? Well, you're going to use it to identify all the damages that you can see. What is the obvious damage that you can see? Cracks, holes, accumulations of debris, missing granules, um, hail damage on soft metals, as you'd said, uh, evaporation rings, we've seen that before, uh, dead valleys, uh, wind damage, they're all telltale signs of, of, mm -hmm. of leaks to come, all right? So by you being able to document that and show the homeowner, sometimes they've got glasses where you're flying and they can actually see it at the oh, wow. same time, first person view, um, that it's like, oh yeah, it's obvious, right? Yeah. So yes, this is another reason we want to be able to quote you is because there's obviously damage that's there. Um, yeah. I, I know that we talked about um, concepts of uh, measurements. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying to do an estimate while you're on the spot, that's possible with a drone. Um, oftentimes, if you had ordered uh, a report, you might have had to order it in advance. The homeowner wasn't there. Um, it was expensive, so you don't like really order it until you actually met with the homeowner. And now you're going to get it back a little bit later on, but not at the same meeting. But with a drone, you'll be able essentially to create either a square count in seconds or basically get a roof measurement report in about 15 minutes just by flying up and over the house, having it come back down and land, adding in the pitch if you needed it immediately, if you're doing like retail sales, or if it's insurance driven, you need a full schematic, getting that back in about 15 minutes. So that's going to help in terms of your estimations. Yeah. And on that note, there's two things that um, we talked about before recording. One is Florida. Florida's new law, Senate Bill 76, effective as of this recording tomorrow. By the time this airs, it'll already be in effect. Now, it, on the insurance side of things, it is required for all contractors to provide a good faith estimate. Um, there's some debate whether that needs to be in writing or verbal. I would err on the side of caution and, and put it in writing myself. Um, big piece of that is having a measurement. You know, For us to put together an itemized estimate, we have to have a measurement. And one big hole in the process is multiple visits to the home. And being able to fly a drone and have the instant measurement is a strong competitive advantage for putting together those itemized estimates. And on the retail side of things, it's the number one reason that people don't close at the percent they, they should. Um, let's talk about that, the one call close. 
do you want to share, forget my opinion for a minute. Um, Jeffrey, you had mentioned working with, you run a Facebook group with 2,500 folks in there. What's the name of that group in case anyone's interested so they can uh, find it? Sure. It's called the Drones for Contractors Facebook group. Cool. Are folks welcome to join that? Is that okay oh, that we just said that to the entire world? Absolutely. Join. Drones for, yeah, we're happy to do it. I'm the admin, yeah. my partner's an admin and um, it just have to have an interest, right? That's yep. it. Don't have to have a drone. And it, I've, I'm, I remember that group. I just started poking around, seeing some things. Uh, Matthew Danskin, who's on this channel, posted a video of him running around a track, just like, Saw look that. at this cool thing on, on the drone. Uh, <laughs> shout out, Matt. So at any rate, um, these measurements on the spot from a sales standpoint, and then I sure. promise I'm going to shut up here, but I think this is really important for people to, to hear. You'll see close rates. They, if, if you are not doing a one call close. And it's not about pressuring the homeowner. It's about having everything in advance to respect their time. So you're not saying, Hey, I need an hour of your time to come out. Hey, I got to go back to my office. Hey, I need to call you back, set another appointment and make sure you and your wife are both home. It's not respectful. And there's huge drop off. Every time I see people do this, their, their close rate, I've never once seen it above 30%. Never, not with the two visits, the one visit, even if you don't sign it, they saw everything and it's easier on the follow-up. So retail or storm, no matter what it is, having all of your information in a row, because the biggest complaint is the delay. Whatever solution is being used, if it's not instant, that means having to come back, which means windshield time, which means your time, which means fuel. So I love that on the measurements on the spot. Do you have any other stories or examples of people in the field using drones for their measurements on the spot and any sort of perks to, to doing so? Um, well, the, the aspect of it is that there are different types of methodologies that just don't work, like, um, you know, mobile devices um, that you might take those eight pictures around, they're taking that information, it's going to be sent off to somewhere, and then coming back to you, but it's never on the spot. Um, the same thing yeah. with your uh, typical brand name EV type of program where you're ordering it, but you're going to get it back a few hours or day later. God forbid there should be a storm and you've got 20,000 Allstate claims that are happening. Um, you know, you're going to be like two, you know, 20,001 before it comes back. So you're always going to have essentially like a lower priority to the higher aspects of it unless you do the rush charges. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing to us is realizing that there is two different types of drone options. Um, there is what's called 2D drone software and 3D drone software. And so the 3D, what they do is they'll go up and they'll fly the neighborhood, they'll shoot inwards, they're going to take about 70 to 80 pictures. Um, and then essentially they'll upload that to a, a processing center, typically overnight, you'll get it back the next day. You won't get it back in real time in order to impact uh, the sale itself. Um, it takes a tremendous amount of time to actually fly. It takes 10 to 15 minutes to actually fly even a larger roof or smaller roof. Um, and the reason behind that um, is, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of like mowing the sky back and mm -hmm. forth and back and forth and crisscrossing or capturing everything. And it's really good for quote unquote damage detection, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it really slows the process. You've got to do a flight plan with it. You have to fly it and then you have to audit all that information. And then it goes back to the people that actually say, oh yeah, there might be hail damage here. So mm -hmm. the reason I bring that up is not to poo-poo their solution, but it doesn't, that solution, if you're going, oh, I got a drone and I am working with a company that does do roof measurements using a drone, um, that is in essence, always going to be um, slower 
and inefficient compared to being able to one call close um, at that moment. And the mm -hmm. thing that I said today is 15 minutes, that's including labor. Um, so there is somebody in the back end that's drawing it just like all these companies, you know, they do it partially or sometimes computer automated, but eventually the drone app will draw it. And so it won't be 15 minutes, it'll be 15 milliseconds. You can get oh, your wow. squares done now, <laughs> right? Yeah. You can get your squares done in seconds, but eventually you press the button and it's like, boop, 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 and boom, all of a sudden you've got the full fake schematic. We expect that to happen early next year, but um, we can do a lot of it within 15 minutes and no one's ever said 15 minutes is really like a crazy amount of time. So that's yeah. where we are at this point in, in terms of our process. I, I like that a lot. And by the way, the reason the pens here is any of the hot things that I, you're saying, and I don't want to interrupt them writing down. Oh, I that's can cool. bring them up later. Um, I, I got a pen too. <laughs> the, the kind of intangibles, if we can, if we can digress a little bit, I, um, yes. thank you for sending, I have the document that you sent me today called mm -hmm. how contractors use drones today from a, from sales reps and marketing standpoint, yep. along with some, um, stuff on production and ownership, even right. down for owners. We're not going to get into this today, but OSHA compliance and reducing workers comp insurance and things like that, which is really powerful stuff that yeah. we'll, we'll save. Is it okay if I send this out to, to folks? Yeah. Um, so I do send these emails out with, with what I call a far snapshot, fast action results snapshot, the summary of the episodes. They're only available to folks who are, who are signed up for those. There's a link in the description. So I will include this because there's some good stuff in here. Um, a couple of things that, that you mentioned on here is trust and credibility. Yes, that's true. Where, lean into that a little bit for me. What do you mean by building trust and credibility with, with a homeowner? Okay, well, I, I've seen it both ways. Um, where somebody will say, you know what, um, you won the job, why is that? Because you're the one that got up on the roof. And these are your guys named Jim and Bob and Gary and Ken and, and Jeff. And they're the older guys. It's like, I won the job because I've done it, um, because I've, I've given them a quote unquote wow factor. They think that I'm going up and inspecting it and, and spending some time on the roof. But then there, mm -hmm. there's this younger generation that's like, yeah, but you spent like 15, 20 minutes up on the roof. I could run my drone. And then the people that have got the iPhones, the people that are in their 30s and 40s that are buying their first and probably only roof at this point, um, those guys respect the fact that you're not old school, that you are going to be able to use something that's right in the palm of your hand or that you went down and you saw it at the Apple store, you know, the, the actual drone itself that you can purchase. Um, they're really more... Um, into it in terms of they, the people that say that, the ones that fly the drones, they make more sales than the guys that say, oh, I got the sale because I went up on the roof. Mm -hmm. I, I just, so um, in competitive advantage also, you know, just right now drones are so new that not everybody has them. I would guess mm -hmm. that maybe one out of every 10 people that I speak with have that. And I'm, I'm guessing, I'm truly guessing, but um, you know, there's enough in there where I could say, how many employees do you have Oh, we've got 10 sales reps. How many of them have a drone? One. Now, who's your best guy? Oh, the guy that's got the drone. You know, yeah. So that's kind of like, that's where I'm kind of coming up with my numbers from. But there's definitely room to grow either in your organization or if your organization has drones compared to the other organizations that they absolutely don't. Mm -hmm. So uh, people think it's crazy. It's like you got to invest a lot of money itself, but that's really not true. I mean, you can do um, financing to keep the costs lower. You can get a refurbished drone or even a used drone to, to get what you need. Um, but the idea here is that 
um, you're going to be able to show the homeowner that you are still with it in a, in a technology driven industry, which a lot of people just don't see. It's almost like the first time you saw a thermometer and it's like, hey, I'm just gonna scan your head. It's like, like whoa, where'd that, where that come, come from? from, right? Yeah. Not rectal. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it. You brought it up first. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's great. But you know you what know, I mean. It, it's just like that. It's true, and it's it's one of the things. And I I walk a fine line on this drone thing, and my opinions on them, because so many people are looking for the for the magic bullet, and they're like, "What do you think of drones?" I'm like, "You should learn to sell. If you can't sell anything, I don't care if you're the best drone operator in the world." You know, it is a tool. It is not the, the ultimate, you know, it doesn't take away from the communication aspect from the sales process. That being said, as all companies adapt to new technology and, and even down to digital signing, which was like a newer thing in the mainstream roofing world, pushed by COVID because of the lack of in-person interaction, we've all had the flex, but now we have all this great, we have different softwares with portals for the homeowner and showcasing that professionalism and technological leg up, I think is a really, um, a really big push. Do you hear um, of guys, and this was a big thing that came up when I was talking with, with a few folks, both last week down in Denver and then also um, different clients I've spoken with, that when they're flying the drone, it mm -hmm. captures more attention than if they were up on the roof. Have you heard anecdotally oh. and being like, oh, I get inspections because people are, are like looking out and asking what you're doing? Is this a oh, thing that happens? Absolutely. No, I mean, the people that have them, they're going to say, this is the antidote that I've heard. I've heard it uh, different ways, but the best way is um, it's like the ice cream truck. You know, all of a sudden <laughs> it's just like that. They hear a buzz. It's like, what's going on? You know, and the joggers start jogging, the family that's out for a stroll, stop strolling the dog owners or stop walking. It's like, what is that? And they get crazy. I, it's like ice cream, ice cream. And all of a sudden it's like they're an expert on, oh, my brother's got a drone kind of thing. And they will actually engage with you. Um, yeah. there, there was actually in one of our groups recently, there's a t-shirt that says something to the effect of, um, it has like the top 10 questions people ask, like when yeah. somebody's actually flying a drone, it's like, yes, it's a drone. Yes, I'm licensed. Yes, it can fly far. Yes, it has batteries. Yes, I'm not looking at you. Like the actual <laughs> answers are on the back of the shirt. And I, I'm telling you, I put that out and I thought it was a joke t-shirt. You could actually buy that, you know, to, to wear. Yeah, to actually wear. Yeah. But yeah, think about it like the ice cream truck come down the hall, coming down the, the roadway. Uh, people will say that. And, it, and it's the same thing too. I had somebody else tell me, and this is real life incident too. We've got people that got like hot rods or old cars and they'll just get it out of their car and they'll just cruise around the neighborhood and, and you hear them roar, blah, 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 or something mm -hmm. like that. And it just catches your eye. And it's like, I know that neighbor kind of thing. Yeah. Same thing with the drone. You know, they see it, they're, they're open to it. Um, mm -hmm. the, the best thing about that, that trust and credibility that I failed to mention on was um, just kind of like an FYI, a lot of these neighbors will come over, they'll see you with a drone and it's like, well, can you do my house? And it's like, yeah, you're thinking like, I got to get an eagle view. I'll see you tomorrow. Or I got to call this guy. And it's like, yeah, I'll be there in 10 minutes. It won't take me very long. I'm, I'm yeah. up here and I can stop by on my way back and, and essentially check out yours as well. So yeah. that's kind of important uh, to realize that that's an option um, to be able to get measurements and get that to somebody who's interested at that moment. Mm -hmm. and be able to be accommodating, which a lot of 
roofing contractors can't be because like they're under a time constraint. Oh, I got to get to the next job. I got to get the next job. This one's yeah. like knocking on your door, like knocking I, on your car saying, can, can you come see me? I love that. Like the ice cream truck. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, it's I've funny. heard that multiple times. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. I'm going to include that uh, in our notes. The, the funny thing, I, I mean, every, every roofing salesperson I'm sure has had this where they get off a roof and all of a sudden five neighbors are tugging at your shirt. Do mine, do mine. And that was the old way of doing things. And I, I don't say it's dated because I still think there's a, a time and a place and a need and, and not everyone can afford a drone. Not everyone wants to do it. But at any rate, that technology piques curiosity. I mean, there's, there's a reason that some companies train when you park your truck, you carry the cones, you set it out, you look official, you look like a, a, um, a utility worker and people are mm -hmm. like, oh, I wonder what they're doing here. And it almost encourages people to look around uh, unconsciously and the, the, the drone stuff. I mean, I hear it if I'm out and I hear the what, like, what do you do? Anyone that hears that noise, we're all just, yeah. you know, where is it? What are they doing? And then after you locate the drone, what do we do next? We look at who's operating it, right? We're trying to find the operator. We're like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. Yeah. So that, that's excellent. Um, one other piece I want to touch on here on, on my notes before we kind of wrap up and I want you to be able to share with folks some details about Certify sure. is this element of safety. And I'm seeing, I've been getting a lot of emails lately and I don't know what it is. There's like this growing trend of people. I want to get into roofing sales, but I don't want to get on a roof. Yes. I can't get on a roof. There's physical limitations. And then there's the obvious ones when you're working on those beautiful old homes that are two story, 10, 12. I mean, I was in roofing. I really don't like heights. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't mind getting on roofs, two story and higher steep roofs. I hate it. I hate it. Not fun. And there's also the people that say, I don't want you on my roof because there's a trust issue, which for anyone who hasn't watched it, I believe that all objections fall into the three categories. Number one is trust. They don't trust you yet. This is a great way to be like, hey, I don't have to touch the property. So are you finding to any of the folks that you've talked with fall into those camps of, I can't get on a roof. Now there's an option because some people wouldn't hire you if you can't get on a roof. Don't want to get on a roof, safety concerns and or access issues. This becomes the easy fallback and can equip you for being on the spot. Same with ladder poles. Guys will reach out. Oh, I just started selling them in a Honda Civic with a telescoping ladder. I got a two-story deal. Now I got to set an appointment for someone to come out with their ladder. But correct me if I'm wrong. They have a drone. They're up there like that, regardless of their yeah. ladder or not, right? Yes. From, from a safety perspective, I mean, that's where it comes down to. It's like minimizing your risk, right? Mm -hmm. The longer you're on the roof, the likely is more the potential for you to fall. You don't hear of anybody like with a drone falling, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, I stubbed my toe. Oh, you know, it wasn't fatal, you know? Um, so the thing for us is, yeah, people come to that because of safety. Uh, you know that in roofing, um, it's not the most glamorous industry, right? So you've got, you've got people that are graying out. You've got people that should be coming into it to, to um, uh, take those types of jobs and positions. It's difficult to fill them. You'll see people that are like, hey, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm looking for laborers. So they're looking for sales reps too. You know, and it's like, if you got one, do you know anybody, you know, where am I going to get these guys? Well, if you could tell them that you're using the latest in technology, that you're going to keep them safe, they're more likely to actually join your organization. So mm -hmm. that's kind of important. You know, I had a situation not too long ago where um, somebody posted it on Facebook. Um, you know, what was the worst thing that happened to you on the roof um, after you fell? And so, I saw I actually, that one. yeah, and I, and I took that and I, and I kind of like, took the highlights because everybody's got like these five second snippets like you know i was brain dead for three weeks but i put that in 
I put that in a PDF that I'm more than happy to give out to your viewers. Uh, it's called uh, Call 911, um, How uh, Real Stories from Fallen Roofers. And mm -hmm. so that's like a big issue. When they read that, it's like, um, I had somebody tell me, it's like, you know, getting a drone, I, I convinced my wife to get a drone because it was cheaper than the medical deductible. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I didn't make that up. I mean, <laughs> that guy came through, you know? Yeah. Still in touch. Guy in that is a good one. You know, I, I, I don't want to get too deep in this, but it's relevant right now. Sure. Workers comp, workman's comp. Okay. Talk to me about how this can change owners pay close attention, especially if it's W-2. How yes. can this change the workman's comp for them? That, that's right. Um, the thing about workman's comp, as you know, um, it can be very expensive. In Florida, for example, it's like $8,000 a worker for, for W-2. Um, so one of the things about that is if you realize that you can reclassify these guys, if they are getting their roof measurements, they don't have to go out on the roof to get those measurements. If they can do their inspection through the drone, they don't really need to be up on the roof. If there's anything that's in there, you know, maybe it's like rotted plywood or things like that. Well, you can get a foreman that actually you're paying them. They've got their own insurance. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but for your W2 guys, essentially, if you reclass them as just a normal sales rep, could be any type of sales rep. Could be the ice mm -hmm. cream truck sales rep. You know what I mean? Or photographer <laughs> yeah. is a sales rep. Ultimately, um, right. if they're not going above the ladder, above the gutter line, if they're not getting on the roof, then you've got the warrant to say yes, we're going to greatly reduce your workman's comp. And so there's two different levels. Reclassifying as if they're on the ladder is a little bit higher than if they're just on the ground, but mm -hmm. it's a lot lower than if they are just saying, oh, you're a rep for a roofing company, so you must be a roofer, so you must be working you know, eight hours a day pounding nails. And it's like, no, that's not the case. Yeah. So greatly reducing your workman's comp, um, it can happen in Florida, it can go from like $8,000 to like $800. I mean, it's yeah. that much of a significant yes. change just by reducing it, should pay for your roof measurements, should pay for your drones, even yeah. the higher end drones, it should pay for all of that. Just by reclassifying. Yeah, just wild, just wild. And again, you mentioned Florida and I wanna bring this back up to Florida. Florida is gonna be a market where I think we're gonna start seeing more drones more frequently because of these new laws. Um, I've done some other videos on that. We'll put some links uh, to those as well if anyone's in Florida and is interested. Jeffrey, where do you see the drone technology growing to or going to in the next two years? Hmm. Okay. Next two years, um, I would think that it's going to be more um, ubiquitous, that more people are going to have drones. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see more and more people that are working on commercial roofs uh, using thermal drones because the cost of thermal cameras have gone down. They used to be like, you know, in the tens of thousands, there's a new one, it's like $6,500. Um, you're going to see people that bought economy drones go upscale because they are there's gonna be newer, better features that are going to allow for the drone to be flown by a company like my company, um, mm -hmm. where you can get these roof measurements. But there are other aspects of the actual flight, just like in the app store, um, you know, you got the camera that came with your phone, right? Yeah. But now you've got the camera apps that make your phone and your camera better. Those apps will now be more pronounced as well. Yeah, um, long-term, um, one of the things that we see, even though you think having a drone is really great today and it's very possible, but we're talking five years from now, is this concept that maybe the drones will be perched. Maybe the drones themselves are going to be launched from, uh, let's say, uh, like a firehouse or a cell tower and mm -hmm. are going to zoom out, do their mission, come back. 
And instead of having your own personal drone, maybe you'll do timeshare, kind of like timeshare on a boat, timeshare on an airplane, but you'll have a better drone to actually fly with rather than the drone that you have today. Um, so there's those aspects of it. Um, and I think the rules and regulations within the next one to two years, um, I believe what will happen is within the next one to two years, they've already passed this regulation. Um, you mentioned this earlier. It's like, hey, I can fly my drone. I wonder who's flying that drone. Well, the drones of the future are going to have some type of apparatus on it where they'll be able to identify here's where that guy who's flying the drone actually sits. That information will sit with the government. You won't have access to it. You'll know that the drone's there, but they'll have access to like who's the pilot that's actually piloting that drone. So, so is that similar to like a wing number on an airplane? It's it's more like um, no, actually, it's more like a GPS for you, you know, for you as the person there. Gotcha. Like, they, they do that now. Like you have to pay ten dollars, and you actually have to put um, a some type of code or or uh, you know, ID uh, identification code on your drone now. Um, gotcha. So you have to register it. That's one thing I failed to mention. Any drone that's used for commercial needs to be registered. Anybody that flies a drone is should be uh, licensed, just like a car. You should be licensed as well. We fully support that. Which brings me, you just jumped right ahead and I love it because you didn't even know what I was going to ask. I didn't. I still what I was taking notes. <laughs> I'd love... There's folks watching who probably have a drone and there's probably plenty, as you mentioned, that don't. So sure. for those that don't, yes. I would love to find out the best first steps, their needed action steps, and then what you would recommend budget-wise for them to get moving. And okay. if you wish to share maybe like certain drone models to look yeah. at, yeah, that would absolutely. be great. So yeah, budget, okay. first steps, what to do. And um, okay, yeah. let's I'll, start with I'll first steps. First steps is probably trying to find out what drone you have, right? Like what drones are going to be available to you, meaning you should probably go to a website. You could probably compare manufacturers. I can suggest to you that roofing contractors today, probably 95% of them have got a manufacturer called DJI. And since that's kind of like the 800 pound gorilla, everybody's kind of like making apps for them or doing work with them to support mm -hmm. them. You might hear of other companies called Autel or Skydio, but they are such a small minuscule part of it that you're, pro you're probably kind of taking a chance. You're a real pioneer if you're gonna go with those guys. And there's a reason why DJI kind of like rose to the top rather than you know, working with these other drones that are out there, mm -hmm. uh, manufacturers there are. So investigate is probably a first step. Um, from a budget perspective, um, they can range from about $499 to about say $1,600. There are what are considered to be three levels of drones. There are economy drones, there are professional drones, and there are industrial drones. The industrial drones are kind of like way overkill. Um, you only need it if you're kind of like a public adjuster, you're doing cinematography, things like that. Those are usually in the thousands of dollars. Your economy drones are rather low cost. The reason that they're low cost is because they don't have all the same bells and whistles and features. They might not be as steady in the wind. They might not be, have as many sensors that are gonna keep you safe. So um, that's kind of, they might have as long a battery life. There are things that you can do with a, what's called a professional drone that people will want as roofing contractors. So most of the contractors today, they'll have, if they're gonna go off and buy it on themselves or buy it for a, for a, uh, uh, a representative, They'll get either one or two models. They'll either get a DJI uh, Mavic 2 Pro or a DJI Mavic 2 Zoom. And they're pretty much in the same price range. Um, I think it's about without any extras, right? Without any extra blades or extra batteries or packages or things like that. I think the 
Mavic 2 Zoom is like 15, or Mavic 2 Pro is like 15.99. Mavic 2 Zoom is like 12.99 around that. Maybe it's 13.50. You can get them refurbished. You can get that price down if you're okay to settle uh, with ordering it through a website that says this is refurbished. What that specifically means is somebody returned it. The people at the other end looked it over, made any adjustments as necessary, flew it, and put it back in a package, said put a sticker on it. That can knock your price down about $300. So refurbished drones could conceivably reduce your, your budget. Um, the difference between a Mavic 2 Pro and a Mavic 2 Zoom, in my mind, comes down to one, one question. Do you work in an area where there's tree coverage or not? Are you in an area where, where you roof? Are you kind of constantly like bobbing and weaving because there's trees on top of that roof? If that's a situation, then I'd recommend the zoom. So you can be over here and look inward underneath where that tree is mm -hmm. rather than, you know, where the pro, you got to bring your draw underneath it itself. Most people, gotcha. if they're working on it, 20, 30 years of, of roofs and it's new, um, they will get the Mavic 2 Pro. They'll say, I have no issues. Works really great in the Midwest, Southern California, but you get to like Florida, Louisiana, maybe South Carolina. A lot of guys have got the Zoom um, because the trees gotcha. are kind of covering it up a little bit. It's more tropical in nature. So good, I would look, good, I would look oh. at I'd look at those drones themselves. And then you can buy a drone without a license. You can, you can, you can test it. You can do whatever you want from a from a hobby perspective. But the second that you start working on somebody else's house, that's when you should be licensed. So mm -hmm. you should look it up on the FAA website, type in that part 107, what do I need? You probably join a group like Drones for Contractors Facebook group. And therefore you can ask these types of questions inside because all of them have gone through the same process that you're going through, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then um, watch a couple of videos, take the test at the end. You'll get a license in a couple of weeks, but you got a temporary license right online and say, yeah, I'm, I'm licensed. Um, and it's good, it's good for everybody. You know, you don't want people to fly above 400 feet. You don't want to potentially hurt an airplane, scare people, you'll fly over crowds. I mean, there's that. So gotcha. I, I, would, I would investigate first what the manufacturers are, figure out what drone you want, purchase the drone, knowing that you will be able to get the license and you should be able to get the license. You do need to study for it. You do need to watch it. You just can't go in cold. And, and I know people that's like, I've been flying drones for years, but I failed. You know, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, so you have to, you have to know that um, you just, you just, there are questions on there. You got to study for you. And, and there are definitely videos out there that are free that you can watch and, and, and get the answers to the questions that you need. Excellent. Jeffrey, thank you. I'm going to summarize these key points and then I'd like to turn it back to you to help folks who might be interested to connect with you at Certify and or join the group. Great. So we covered what I've written down as six major, uh, excuse me, six primary reasons to use drones in the sales process. Number one is for scouting. And I'll be honest with you, it's something I never even thought of until the instant we were on this interview when you brought it up. So thank you for that. To help identify those areas, especially if you're working fringe areas, especially if you're working damage, it's not so bad. You don't want to waste time. It prevents you from having to knock doors and get up on roofs to, to gauge it. If just, you know, can pop it up, fly it. So number one, scouting. Number two, damage documentation on the spot. This can help with a one call close. Again, respecting the homeowner's time. It's not about being pushy. Number three is measurements on the spot. Same reason, Florida guys and gals, this is important for you. Number four is professionalism to position yourself as a technolo technologically advanced company. Uh, number five is for safety. If you can't access the roof or physical limitations, I, I love that this could open up roofing sales to folks who otherwise couldn't. 
because of physical limitations or disabilities. Um, number six, like the ice cream truck, getting attention from neighbors. I love it. And then again, those steps to get started, we just covered. So Jeffrey, thank you for all of this. Share with us a 30 second commercial of what Certify is, okay. uh, who it might be for and how they can reach out should they be interested in either getting started or learning more. Sure, great, thank you. So to summarize, it's Certify is essentially identified by this concept of um, roof measurements in real time. So the idea here is that you're gonna be able to get something almost instantly whether you're a retail contractor or like I said, 15 minutes, you're gonna get a fully baked roof measurement report. If you're doing exactware, you're gonna get uh, that in about an hour, like an ESX file that you can upload, give it to your production guys so they don't make any errors in translation. So we're gonna be doing that. We're gonna be doing siding. We're gonna be doing object identification so that you don't have to count the pipe jacks and the turtle vents and all the things that might be missing from your estimate will be doing that eventually. So there's, mm. it, think about it as a platform um, or maybe even like a Swiss army knife. You've got roof measurements, siding measurements. You're gonna have damage documentation. You're gonna have ESX files. We can even do a, uh, an estimate as well where maybe like you're used to sending out your, your images and your measurements to a supplementer and they take care of it, we will actually be able to do that as That's well. Huge. Yeah, wow. so, and, and deliver that in half a day within four hours. So all set, all ready to go. Um, it's limited in terms of like our rollout at this point, but we've been in existence for 13 years and we actually have a patent that would allow for all of this to occur, specifically creating a job estimate using a drone. So we're very proud of that patent that we received only a few years ago. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And I know that everyone's got m many choices uh, of different vendors to use. You've shared a lot with me. I love what I've seen so far. I encourage folks to reach out. And as always, just for complete transparency, any guest that is on the podcast or the YouTube channel, I do not accept kickbacks. I am not an affiliate of anybody. I bring good people on who I feel like can benefit and share their message with the world and to help us smash our income goals and roofing sales. That's the big idea. Um, Jeffrey, thank you so much for being here. Is yeah. there anything that you'd like to leave our audience with sure. in terms of contact information? Yes, please. The, the uh, Facebook group, you, the website, yeah, you, you name it, lay it thank, on. Thank you very much. Okay. So start off to get your educational experience going. I'd immediately join the Drones for Contractors Facebook group. It is a free group. Um, I'm an admin. My partner's an admin. You'll get in right away. Um, we like you to go to certify.com. You can do one of two things. Uh, you can ask for a, the Certify Roof app and be able to download that app. We would send you a link after you've registered. And then you can ask for additional information. That information could be um, the real stories for fallen roofers. It could be the, um, how, drone contra how contractors are using drones today, some of the PDFs. So we can get your literature out that. I also encourage you to go to roofshots.com as well. Roofshots has got... Um, you know, waste calculation on it. It's got an IRC adoption codes. It's got a workman's comp savings calculator right on the website itself. Um, so if you're trying to justify the costs or want to save some money or realize how these measurements are put together, um, it, we're very transparent in terms of how we do it. It's right there. So um, you can always reach out to me, but uh, best thing to do is go through the website, certify.com, C-E-R-T-I, F as in Frank, L-Y.com. Easy enough. Jeffrey, thank you again for enriching us with the topic of drones for sales teams and salespeople. I learned a lot. I hope others did. And thank you again for joining me. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Adam. <laughs> we'll call it a wrap, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Take
Hey, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Roof Strategist Podcast. If you are out on a roof or driving around in your truck, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes, including links to all my products and services, or to download your free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro Roofing Sales Training Video Library. And remember, all of my content is built around one simple principle. You ask, I answer. So what would you like me to cover in an upcoming episode? Email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. That's adam at roofstrategist.com. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review for the podcast, and I'll see you next time.